You're listening to KXSFLP San Francisco, streaming live on the web at kxsf.fm, the TuneIn app, or 102.5 FM in San Francisco. How's it going, San Francisco? I'm DJ Sammy P, and this is Pasco's Perspective. We had a replay recording of an earlier episode queued up, and a couple technical difficulties. So if you were hearing that a moment ago before, the classic, the Pasco's Perspective classic of Old Town Road there with Lil Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus. That's what that was. So we are actually back in the studio. This is actually a holiday special episode. Hope everyone had a good holiday weekend. Looking forward to New Year's Eve and New Year's Day as well. It's a little cold, a little gray, a little gloomy, a little rainy here in San Francisco. But we got the perfect program here to, to, uh, to cheer you up. So tune in now as we are getting into a various a uh, platter, if you will, of topics. We got some great music, a lot of sports news, a lot of news in the NFL to get into, as well as some movie news. Um, as actually, a lawsuit was recently filed that had some that has some pretty interesting implications. So we will get into all that and more. I know Christmas has passed, but I didn't get a chance to play it live before the holiday, so we will be playing it right now. This is Mariah Carey with "All I Want for Christmas Is You." I don't want a lot for Christmas There is just one thing I need I don't care about the presents Underneath the Christmas tree I just want you for my own More than you could ever know Make my wish come Oh 
Support for KXSF-FM comes from Dress San Francisco, a fashion boutique located in the heart of the city's Marina District. Dress carries a wide range of contemporary clothing and jewelry designs with collections and styles to fit any occasion, from work to weekend and daytime to nighttime. Dress is located at 2271 Chestnut Street between Scott and Pierce. Shop in-store or online at DressSanFrancisco.com. Thank you for your support of San Francisco Community Radio.
Whatever happens will be in modest You ain't good enough to treat me bad To you I'm an overly emotional Easily replaceable Overthinking dumb blonde Who never got a shit together <laughs> You think you can do better That was Dylan with You're Not Harry Styles. Before that, we heard Conan Gray with Maniac. And before that, Mariah Carey with All I Want for Christmas is You. So that begins our show. Some good tunes, some of my favorites there. Now I want to get into some NFL news and some nuggets from the past month or so. First, we're starting off with the Jets. The New York Jets, they've been bad for a while. But they're looking good now as they have some quarterback controversy that's coming to light. Mike White, he's been cleared, and he will start against the Seattle Seahawks this week. And Joe Flacco will be his backup. The big news here is Zach Wilson. He's going to be inactive. Again, he was a BYU quarterback, had the great pro day throw where he showed off his arm strength. And now the wheels have started to kind of come off for him. He's being called a bust. He had some bad games. The Jets were looking good, but that was mainly because Robert Sala and that defense and kind of in spite of Wilson, not because of Wilson. So he is quickly, quickly falling off from being, you know, right there with Trevor Lawrence in that conversation, the one-two pick to now losing. The Jets, they're still in the playoff hunt. They're seven and eight, and they have playoff hopes with the two games remaining. Uh, but Coach Robert Sala has no confidence in Wilson. He's not going to be active, and Wilson's going to be efficient, and, and he's been praised a lot for his performance. 
I was watching the game on Thursday night against the Jaguars last week. Mike White was was unavailable. He had some uh, rib injury, but he's going to be good to go this week. But last week he couldn't. And Zach Wilson, he struggled, as one would expect. He was getting boos. And instead of bringing in Joe Flacco or keeping Zach Wilson in there, he went with, Robert Sala went with Chris Streveler, who is a quarterback who played at South Dakota State, and I think at Minnesota, played at two different colleges, went to Canada, played in the CFL, bounced, a bunch of, bounced around a bunch of practice squads in the NFL, and then actually did pretty well, actually outperformed Zach Wilson. He had, it was more of a running quarterback. He had a wide open tight end like on a deep shot that should have been for a touchdown, but he kind of underthrew him. It was still a big play, but more like that Taysom Hill type of quarterback role, so not a full-on, oh, wow, the Jets have three quarterbacks that are better than their number two overall pick. But they kind of have three quarterbacks that are better than their number two overall pick. So it's going to be unclear what they do with Zach Wilson going forward. But I just want to say I kind of feel bad for Wilson. I mean, it's a tough place to perform but in New York with the Jets. But still, man, the, the fall from grace so quickly. I mean, you see a lot, too. Even the Canadian guy, even Mike White, Joe Flacco, these guys have had, had experience. Maybe not starting what Flacco has, but the amount of kind of seasoning that you need to be a good NFL quarterback, even a comparable one, as we're seeing now, you, you kind of need a lot of it. I mean, you look at the Niners with Brock Purdy, a, a rookie quarterback, but he played almost 50 games in college. You, to, to expect the guy to come in year one or year two and really take that step forward is a challenge. I mean, it's going to be about 50-50 then. Trevor Lawrence, he can do it. Zach Wilson can't. Justin Fields, yet to be seen. Mac, Mac, uh, Mac Jones up in New England. Eh, kind of doing it, but Bailey Zappi's kind of outperforming him. Sitting on the bench, watching, learning a little bit more. Zach Wilson didn't have that luxury, and we're seeing now he's not really not really stepping up uh, and in an unfortunate position where they're probably going to cut him or trade him at the end of this season. So that's what we got with the Jets. Moving now to another, actually a really underperforming team from a, a comparable one to one that really missed the mark this year. We turn our attention to the Broncos, where they fired first-year head coach Nathaniel Hackett Yesterday, who was 4-11 and through his first 15 games as a head coach for the Denver Broncos, uh, the Broncos CEO, Greg Penner, cited Hackett's mishandling of the offseason and mismanagement of games, contributing to factors as the team's poor performance and ultimately his firing. I mean, I watched that game on Christmas. It was the Broncos against the Rams. Rams quarterback Baker Mayfield has been in the facility for about two weeks now. Yes, he had a win against the Raiders, but he is not really Matthew Stafford. This is not the Rams team of old, of last year, where they won the Super Bowl. This is a 4-10, and 10, or at the time of 4-10 and 10 Rams team playing at SoFi, but the Broncos got embarrassed. It was bad overall. Wilson threw several picks to begin the game. There were players fighting after the game. There were players arguing, sho- shoving each other on the sidelines during the game. It overall showed that Hackett had no, basically, accountability for his players, and they didn't really respect him. He lost control. And that's what happens now. He's getting fired. And now they're talking about Sean Payton potentially taking over the job there. Uh, one pick I heard that I kind of like is Dan Quinn. He was a defensive coordinator for the Seattle Seahawks uh, back during the Legion of Boom with Russell Wilson when they he won that Super Bowl. So maybe he could fix Russell Wilson. That's a big thing. Who can really step into Russell Wilson as his head coach and really turn him around because they committed so much money to him in that big contract when they acquired him this past offseason. So it's going to be interesting to see who who can step up and who wants that role because they've really been underperforming offensively. And 
And unfortunately, Hackett kind of takes the, the blunt of that. Because the defense was good to give him or someone credit. They were somewhat competitive on defense, the third third most competitive defense in terms of scoring. But when you get when you let Baker Mayfield and Rams put up 45-plus points on you, I think they scored 50, it, it's a bad look and you get fired. Um, that's, that's really what it, it comes down to. There was just such a bad, embarrassing performance that they had to had to move on. Oh, what I was going to say, the last thing on Hackett here was that he came over from Green Bay. I think the Broncos thought they have a ch- they would have a chance at Aaron Rodgers. They brought Hackett to Denver, and that's not really working out. Packers are hopefully going to get in the playoffs here, but the, and the Broncos are, are not looking good. So anyway, moving on, another sm- a smaller note compared to those two. Those were the bigger notes. But uh, the Panthers have signed cornerback Josh Norman the 35-year-old corner to the practice squad contract because the starter, J.C. Horn, his status is up in the air against Tampa Bay in a crucial game coming up this weekend as the Bucks have a chance to clinch the NFC South. There was a, there was a scenario where all the NFC South teams could go like 6-11 and 11 and like they would all have bad losing records, but it looks like Brady will kind of pull out that division and, and have a chance here to lock it up unless the Carolina Panthers have anything to say about that. Panthers are, are bulging up here with Norman, but there was a time not long ago where Norman was a lockdown corner, one of the best in the game for the Panthers. And then he signed with the Washington at the time Redskins, now Commanders. And now he's just a practice squad guy, bouncing around, was, was with the Niners, I believe, last year. And now he's going back to Carolina to try to still kind of salvage his career. But I kind of thought Norman and this contract kind of shows how much, really, the NFL, but also all of kind of sports they just kind of churn through these players. There's really more of, it's not really a player-driven. Yes, there's stars. You see that in basketball, James Harden, LeBron. NFL, too, you have quarterbacks. But look at that with Zach Wilson. You think, okay, this guy's going to be a franchise star. But they kind of just keep moving through them. They kind of keep just churning through this rotation of guys. One guy's really good. They either figure him out or they realize they don't want to pay him that much and then get someone of slightly lesser or about equal value for way less. And it, the system keeps moving. The Panthers keep on chugging through. They do it with coaches too. Look at Nathaniel Hackett. He's going to be the big guy. There was a, there's a Twitter account, Freezing Cold uh, Takes, where they, they retweet old takes and there was like a Broncos video like, this is our guy. And Colin Cowherd's like, they're going to be a Super Bowl favorite for the next several years with Wilson and Hackett. And it's like, it's not really about the guy at this professional level, this entertainer, where maybe in, in a movie you see Brad Pitt, the big star. It's all about him and what he goes. It's not really about Zach Wilson. It's not about Nathaniel Hackett. It's just kind of churning these guys through and about the organization more than it is any one player, barring a couple big stars. But it's really difficult to get that star status. And even when you do, Josh Norman, big, I think he had the biggest cornerback contract. It's like, okay, now, a couple years later, the longevity is so small, even just a couple years later, he's just selling for a practice squad contract with the team. So something interesting there. Um, other news I found a little interesting, the Titans, they signed to Josh Dobbs as their third-string quarterback because Ryan Tannehill, he sprained his right ankle in, in, uh, in October and then re-injured it in the Titans' most recent game. So it's just more of a depth position. Jo- Dobbs played with the Steelers, the Jags, and then back to the Steelers, and now he's on the the Titans, uh, for extra depth. They also have Kevin Hogan, former Stanford uh, quarterback on that team there. So, again, some of these guys can kind of lurk around, but, you know, the star status, they kind of just bounce around. It's more on a freelance level. This guy was just on some other practice squad, and now he's available because because actually the Titans' other practice squad quarterback 
Logan Woodside, a former Alliance of American football quarterback, he actually signed with the Falcons. They signed him away, so they needed someone else, and they got now Josh Dobbs backing up the rookie Malik Willis from Liberty, big big rookie uh, with a big arm. So we'll see how long Willis lasts and what they want to do going forward. But, again, I, I wouldn't think it'd be all that long. So um, that's interesting there. And, and last quarterback note here, Tua, Tua Tagovailoa. He is back in concussion protocol. You know, he's had quite the season in terms of injuries this year. Back to back, you know, concussion after concussion. He's, you know, seizing up on the field. He's wobbling. He's been taking some big hits. And there was a video then against the Packers this weekend where you see his helmet, his head getting slammed to the grass. Does not look good at all. I think Aaron Rodgers is calling for him just to, like, player safety. Just take just take the rest of the season. Yes, they are in the thick of the playoff hunt, but it is not looking good for him and his health. I mean, some after he had the, the seizure on the field, some were thinking he could just retire right then after that. He could continue to play pretty decently, but... These injuries, you can tell they take a toll. His first half stats are pretty good. He's been a great MVP candidate quarterback, even as a lefty, when he's healthy. But he hasn't been healthy all that much, and it's really concerning now going forward. Uh, fortunately for the Dolphins, though, they do have a very comparable uh, backup quarterback, probably a top three backup QB in the league. You look at Jacoby Brissett with Cleveland, really good backup there. Philadelphia, Gardner Minshew. I know he had the loss this past weekend, but still very comparable. Kept them right there with the Cowboys. And the, probably the third best backup QB in the league, Teddy Bridgewater. He's with the Dolphins. He came in in, um, in relief of Tua a couple weeks ago. Did all right. So they should have a chance, and they, they should do all right. Um, as in the East, they are... They are third right now, 7-8, and eight, tied with the Patriots behind Buffalo, who's already locked up um, the division, but still. Actually, no, Miami is actually 8-7, and seven, excuse me. The Jets are 7-8. and eight. It's Buffalo at 12-3. and three. They're really good. Miami at 8-7, and seven, and then Jets and New England both at 7-8. and eight. So that's what we're looking at in the NFL, and that is what we're looking at there. In the AFC, NFC, I'll shout out the, the Niners. Locked up the division, 11-4. and four. Behind them, you have Seattle at 7-8. and eight. And then you have the Rams and Cardinals. Big disappoint, disappointing seasons from both of them. Already eliminated from playoff contention. Rams are 5-10. and 10. Arizona's 4-11. and 11. Bad, I mean, both, both teams lost their quarterbacks. Kyler Murray to... Cardinals with Kyler Murray to an ACL injury a little while ago. And then the Rams with Stafford, I believe it was a back injury. Baker Mayfield's showing some hope for them, but still, more just playing for pride in that division. And, and one fun fact, actually, speaking of the Niners and the division, I found was that this season, teams are 0-12 the week after playing the 49ers. So the Niners, they're saying the Niners kind of reveal these game plans for how to beat these teams. They just keep winning. They show how to beat them, and then other teams copy that, and then the teams cannot rebound. The Miami Dolphins, who we just talked about, were victims to that as they kind of said that the Niners revealed how to beat the Dolphins, and now the Dolphins couldn't even beat the Packers this week. So uh, that's what we're looking at in the NFL. I will mention, too, the NFL Sunday ticket package is heading to YouTube. That's more of a sports business note. I wanted to talk about more the actual players and the teams, but Sunday ticket will no longer be on Direct TV, where it's been since 1994, and will instead move to YouTube coming up in just a few years. So that's what we got in the NFL. Let's go to a break now, a little music break now. Um, let's go with Counting Crows, Big Yellow Taxi. Mm-hmm. 
paradise and put up a fucking lie. With a pink hotel of boots, you're gonna swing in hot spot. Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you got till it's gone? It'd be a paradise and put up a fucking lie. Took all the trees and put them in a tree museum And charged the people a dollar and I have to see them No, 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 don't it always seem to go That you don't know what you got till it's gone You'd be in paradise and put up a fucking lie It took my girl away Now don't it always seem to go That you don't know what you got Till it's gone To be in paradise Put up a fucking lie And now, now Don't it always seem to go That you don't know what you got Till it's gone To be in paradise Put up a fucking lie Why not they pay paradise To put up a parking lot Hey, 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 pay paradise And put up a parking lot I wanna give it while you wanna give it While you wanna give it all away Hey, 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 now you wanna give it Ah, she wanna give it You know, but I don't even know how you walk, where you talk, but I want 
to kind of want to see what it's like when you're cold do you need someone to hold do you like to be alone oh blurry pictures of your nights are on instagram nights that i wish we had do you even know who i am how you give me those eyes through a camera lens to find that you innocent i keep looking at Yeah. I can't keep obsessing over your lipstick I keep reading the comments on your last pic Trying to see where your mind at Trying to see what you'd be like if we met one day If I said all those things that I've been thinking Blurry pictures of your nights out on Instagram Nights that I wish we had Do you even know who I am? Aren't the same Photoshop, bitty bitty. My- 
magazine covers told me I was overweight. I stopped eating. What a bummer. Can't have carbs and I'll go sour. If I could go back and tell myself when I was younger, I'd say, Psst. That was Jax with Victoria's Secret. Before that, we heard Ali and AJ with Like Whoa, and then Max Drazen with Blurry Pictures. I played that last one, Victoria's Secret, Secret by Jax, because it will be actually at Ryan Secret's, Ryan Secret's hosting of New Year's Rockin' Eve coming up on New Year's Rockin' Eve, December 31st, uh, 2022. Uh, Duran Duran will also be performing, if you're a fan of them, to be sure to tune in there. TikTok star, again, I wanted to bring that up because, one, it's a pretty good song, and two, it's showing that these internet, the new way that, you know, entertainers, where it's not just Duran Duran in the past, or maybe the system of record labels and music the old-fashioned way, is a new system of TikTok and being internet famous and getting a lot of views and then getting some actual national attention on this pretty big broadcast. That's probably one of the closer things we have outside the Super Bowl and maybe like a president's inauguration of one big telecast that everyone kind of w- tunes in to watch our society, our, our kind of seg- our segmentation of different media outlets and, and enjoyment of content through algorithms has made it tough to really enjoy and get behind kind of one bigger event. You, I know there are other New Year's 
Eve's uh, television broadcast. I believe Miley Cyrus hosted one with Pete Davidson last year, and I think she's hosting with Dolly Parton this year, something like that. So I'll probably watch that one over Ryan Seacrest, but it is cool to see that some of these bigger broadcasts that aim to kind of unite a lot of the country uh, in a big kind of new uh, New Year celebration. Incorporate both the old Duran Duran, but also the new with some TikTok performers and actually uh, one of the members of BTS. It's actually not the entire BTS. It's the South Korean uh, boy boy band because they have actual government laws where you have to actually serve in the military after a certain age. And some of their members are getting close to that age. So they're kind of putting the band on hold. But J-Hope of BTS will be performing a medley of his own songs and those of the band. So something to look forward to coming up on New Year's Eve. In other entertainment news, the one I want to talk about and hinted at earlier in the program was this class action lawsuit that was just recently filed. So I don't know if you saw the movie by Universal Pictures yesterday. It's about this man who I didn't actually fully watch the movie, but it's about this guy who claims to be the Beatles, as in everyone forgets the existence of the Beatles. And then he doesn't, though, after like this power outage. And then he like writes all their songs and gets us all this massive attention and then. I guess various chaos ensues after that. Didn't watch the whole movie, but uh, if you were thinking, oh, maybe a big celebrity is in that, potentially like Anna de Armas, why would you think that? Well, she was in the movie trailer. One of the movie trailers actually featured Anna de Armas in it, and you'd think, okay, maybe she's in this movie. A pretty high-profile celebrity is going to be in this movie, and then you watch it, and she's not in there. That's what happened to a couple of these people. So they, they saw the trailer for the movie, and then they rented it, because she was looked like she was going to be in the movie. And then they sued Universal Pictures. And now a U.S. judge has ruled that a movie fan, movie fans can sue studios for false advertising if they feel disappointed by a film after being mes- misled by the trailer. So that's a whole free speech kind of debate. I know Elon on Twitter has, has led that. But this is kind of a new interesting twist to it. Where Universal argued that the trailers are actually protected under the First Amendment. That... You know, the judge ruled saying that this is a part of commercial speech. They, they're arguing, no, this is just a representation distilling down an hour-plus-long, two-hour-plus-long movie into three minutes and telling a mini-story and, and creating intrigue, that that's just a piece of art. <laughs> the judge is ruling, no, that's considered commercial speech and therefore subject to laws around honest advertising. So they actually ruled in the in the favor of, of these two people that sued, these two Anna de Armas fans. So... Kind of interesting to see that come about. I know the big one was Marvel. Uh, when I first saw this story on Twitter, the kind of image that was used was Marvel in their Avengers Endgame poster. I think it was Endgame. One of the Endgame or Infinity Wars. I believe it was Endgame, where they showed a picture of the Hulk running through with Captain America and showing him. Turned out Hulk was not in the movie. It actually had Bruce Banner in this giant Iron Man suit, and the actual Hulk that scene was never in the movie. So I don't know what this will kind of go. What this will mean going forward, I know some some movie movie franchises have cult like followings, and I'm sure some fans will definitely uh, engage in this practice if they feel disappointed by the trailer. And you know, on YouTube now, there's people that have way too much time, and they comb through every every scene of these movie trailers to see what happens. And sometimes they're they're small changes because the movie's not finished, and they need to kind of just fill in scenes for the trailer. But if it's really false advertising, if it's really misleading people, that kind of temporary scene, oh, this is going to be in here, and then it's not, could have bigger um, legal issues and repercussions for the movie studio. So I want to mention that. And our last note in the entertainment world is staying in the movie variety, but with Netflix. 
They are coming into the physical world, and they committed to build a $900 million production facility in Jersey Shore on a former Army base. So kind of the area has been struggling since the Army base closed in 2011, but don't worry. Netflix is coming to the rescue. They purchased the site. Um, it's 292 acres located at the former Fort Monmouth military base in Eatontown and Oceanport. Itself cost $55 million, but they're going to commit $850-plus million to build what they're saying is almost a movie production paradise it sounds crazy we're talking about 12 sound stages we're talking about housing a hotel and other film related businesses for the area like it's going to completely not quite a new hollywood but definitely for netflix and its content production going to be a brand new hub and a, and a central location so creators oh you have to go to hollywood you know they mentioned tech you know austin or i believe netflix even built one in new mexico Sounds like this Jersey Shore location is going to be pretty big and help them make and churn out a lot of content. So, you know, we could even see TikTok stars getting shows if you can really turn through these ideas really easily. And even now with we see AI, it's a slightly separate topic, but mentioning ChatGPT, this generative AI software that can make creative software, make creative services so much easier in terms of script supervision, in terms of writing, in terms of creating ideas. It's so much more powerful, and the timeline to produce ideas is so much faster now. And now if Netflix has its own whole little studio, not even a whole ecosystem, whole city basically, a whole army base worth of, of facilities to make these, these, these programs, it's going to be an interesting time to see, one, the quality, how good are these shows going to be if they can be made so quickly, and two, what's the customization going to be looking like if you can really do a whole show but really have the facilities to make two different casts or two different versions of the show and then market it to do two different uh, demographics. Maybe that comes into play. But interesting, interesting developments in the world of entertainment. So um, we're, that's what we're looking at in the entertainment world. You want to say quickly, underwriting for KXSF is provided by City Beer, a family-owned community gathering spot to sip a fresh draft while mingling with friends old and new. Visit their new home at 853 Valencia Street where they offer a well-curated selection of beer, wine, and cider, both to enjoy on-site or take home. There's plenty of seating and an outdoor parklet, all in the heart of the mission. So visit City Beer, a San Francisco fixture since 2006, now located at 853 Valencia between 19th and 20th. Thank you for supporting KXSF San Francisco Community Radio. All right, now let's go to another one of Jack's uh, songs, probably most likely performing at Ryan Seacrest with Ryan Seacrest at New Year's Rockin' Eve. This is Jack's with 90s Kids. Tell them that we do it for the 90s. It's our generation, we need conversation In a nation with no communication A little easy baking We're kinda lost, yeah, but we're on a break, man Rachel and Ross said We're going down with the ship, Leonardo Put on your box and your docks and we'll kick it at the bar No cash, but we turn it up to ten, though Fam, I'm just trying to get Super Smash Nintendo <laughs> So let it
it for the 90s. Chilling on the rooftop, smoking bright stalls. Wish some more white. You're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me, Smalls. We're going down with the ship, Leonardo. Put on your box and your docks, and we'll kick it at the bar. No cash, but we turn it up to ten, though. Fam, I'm just trying to get super smashed, Nintendo. Yo, Lottie, we're hella messed up. For the 90s <laughs> Do you got a Tamagotchi? Like a real Tamagotchi Cause you know I Tamagot you If you Tamagot me Oh no, it died So light it up, what hell am I? What you say? 
Tell me, tell me what you say. I, say I really need you in my life, cause things ain't right, girl. Tell me, tell me what you say. I, say I don't want you to leave me, though you call me cheating. Tell me, tell me what you say. I, say I really need you in my life, cause things ain't right. Cause when the truth came in and the truth came out, I just didn't know what to do. I just didn't know what to do. But when I become a star, we'll be living so large. That was Jason Derulo with What You Say. Before that, we heard Jax with 90 Kids. We are just about out of time, but I do want to first say that support for KXSF comes from Rainbow Grocery, a warehouse co-op market with organic vegetarian grocery items, bulk goods, and supplements. Visit Rainbow Grocery at 1745 Folsom Street in San Francisco or on the web at www.rainbow.coop. Thank you for your continued support. So before we end out the show today, I have a couple of leftover notes here in both the sports and entertainment variety. First up, Vin Diesel said that the first trailer for the Fast X, the 10th installment, the 10th, that's a lot of movies, in the Fast and Furious franchise will release in less than two months. So, something to look forward to there. Uh, Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery, the sequel to the original Knives Out mystery, uh, was Netflix's sixth biggest film debut. You may have heard of this film back in November. They were doing like a one-weekend, one-week theatrical release, more from a marketing effort than really to bring in the box office dollars, and now just releasing during Christmas on Netflix. I had a chance to watch it over the weekend, and it was pretty good. It was pretty exciting in terms of the mystery genre i'd kind of say it's kind of like two movies because they i don't want to spoil too much but they definitely walk you through the crime and explain it so you're not really left too confused even though you're on the edge of your seat in the first half so that's all i can say don't want to spoil anything but definitely a pretty good movie and i'd recommend it uh that's on netflix if you don't have netflix though coming out in one week will be hbo on hbo max is the menu that's one um I heard about want to see in theaters will not be available in theaters, but is available on, on HBO Max. I did the same thing with Black Adam, Dwayne the Rock Johnson superhero debut film. Wanted to see it in theaters, didn't have the time, and watch it on HBO Max. Probably do the same thing about the menu. Heard it's kind of goofy, but we'll check it out since it's free on HBO Max. Uh, in the sports variety, I mentioned I hinted at NFL Sunday Ticket moving to YouTube um, earlier in the show. Did actually just have a tweet come out now saying that the cost of the NFL Sunday ticket package will be in the neighborhood of about $300 per season. Again, this is the package that was highly touted. A lot of tech companies, Amazon, Apple, Google, Google One, uh, wanted this package and Google earned it and they paid for it. And, you know, it's it's all about the off, about the, um, I don't really know how to describe it. It's more the out of market games where they're not the ones you'd watch normally on TV, but the ones you can't watch out of market, but people still want to watch. Anyway, it's going to cost you 300 bucks if you want to watch it on YouTube TV. They mentioned it's going to be offered as both a standalone and as an actual channel. Not exactly sure how that will work and YouTube's entire offering. I had YouTube Premium for a short time there, but then 
moved over to Spotify for my premium music needs. But um, that's the news there in NFL Sunday Ticket. Also in the NFL, J.J. Watt, he retired today. He played crazy. Went went all out in that game against Tampa Bay. They lost, unfortunately. But he did announce his retirement on Twitter. After the game, he actually was talking um, to Kurt Warner, saying he doesn't know when the end of his career will happen. He wants to play for his kid and hopefully will play when he's old enough, when the kid's old enough to remember him playing, that's not going to happen because the kid's a baby right now and J.J. Watt just retired. He's been through a lot of injuries. He had this heart condition earlier this year and then still played that Sunday. So he's been really good. Remember, he caught a touchdown. Uh, several, he had that one season where he was get, getting touchdowns left and right, you know, receiving, I think, a rushing and pick six, all this crazy stuff. So he's had a great career. And, you know, congrats to him. And the Watt name is not going anywhere in the NFL. They think in 2028 he'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer, which I do believe. And two, T.J. Watt, his brother, and Derek Watt, both on the Steelers. T.J. Watt is one of the best defensive players, one healthy in the NFL. So that mantle will be carried on appropriately. Uh, and one baseball note, uh, Nathan Avaldi, one of the best remaining starting pitchers on the market after Verlander signed and and. The flurry of other moves were made. But Nathan Avaldi heading to the Texas Rangers, joining Jacob deGrom uh, with the Rangers staff there. So just a note to make of there. All right, that's all we got. You're listening to KXSF LP San Francisco, streaming live on the web at kxsf.fm, the TuneIn app, or 102.5 FM in San Francisco. I'm DJP. I'm DJ Sammy P. And this has been Pasco's Perspective, checking in for a very special holiday show here. So. We leave you with one last song here. This is Smash Mouth. I'm a believer.